by Riverside. back for another week of your favorite football podcast what the football of course unfortunately we did not do an episode last week due to technical difficulties um but we are back this week and we are ready to rock and roll and let me tell you it has been no football really that's been happening around the premier league but of course transfer deadline day and a number of transactions taking place including the surprise, what looks eminent departure of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to none other than Barcelona. They are starting to build up quite the stack of players over there, including former Wolves player Adama Traore. I've got my co-hosts on the line, of course. We've got Rudds and Wade. Boys, it has been quite the day or couple of days in the transfer market. I guess we'll just dive straight in. What has been the best part about this transfer deadline January day? Newcastle, Liverpool, who has it been? Um, probably Aston Villa, I think, uh, in terms of the business they've done all together. Uh, I don't like... <laughs> Newcastle have done some good... I don't know if you call it good business. They've done some, some they've business. They've done business. Um, I don't know if you call it good, yeah. Dan Burns had taken target away from Aston Villa, who was, who was not out of favour because they brought in Lucas Digne. Um, and then um, you got Chris Wood up front. Um, the unknown quantity is this Bruno Gamerez. So, I mean, I don't follow the French league and the Portuguese league. So, when he's also talking about hey, how good Bruno Gamerez is or what a signing Luis Diaz is, I'm like, let's wait and see how his players play because you can't tell me you knew these hours. You've seen, like, you know, um, so, and. And obviously, you just hope as a fan that your, your club's done the due diligence, but you can't go watch YouTube videos and tell me how good a player is. Um, but, you know, I suppose the one I'm surprised by most was probably Arsenal because I think they had a real chance of top four. And I think they, if they brought in a, a warm body that could make a difference, even on loan, there's lots of options on loan. I think that could have move the lever for them a little bit. Um, instead, now you're stuck with just Eden Ketia and uh, Lacazette, who both leave the club potentially at the end of the season um, with, without signing new deals. So you're in a situation where you, you don't only need a striker, <laughs> you need two or three strikers. So, um, yeah, I'm surprised by the Arsenal one, but let's... Uh, let's ask Wade well, about look, Arsenal. A, I, I think it's a great segue because I was about to just jump into it. Let's just look at Arsenal's ins. Uh, that would be nobody. But outs, there's been plenty of people going out. And of course, uh, Rudd's touched on it. Not only have you got people going out, you've got Obama Yang, who's pretty much done at Arsenal. Whether he, he makes this deal across to Barcelona or not, he is he's out the door. He's willing to cancel his contract. He's willing to actually take a hit on his pay and he's willing to exit. So clearly the relationship is is uh, beyond repair. But I guess interesting, yeah, Lacazette and Ketty, obviously the two main guys now. Contracts up in the summer. Wade, give us a bit of insight. What's happening there? I know we're getting rid of some dead wood at Arsenal and Callum Chambers and, and Kalasniak and all those kinds of players have been mediocre and probably fourth to third choice. So good cleaning out the closet. But what's going on? Give us a bit of insight with Lacazette and that is this the future or shall they be shown the door when the time is right as well? 
Um, I think Lucker and, and Eddie will probably both go uh, in the summer. Um, they haven't signed new deals. I, I've heard that we offered really? Lucker another one-year deal. There's been a deal on the table for Eddie for a while, which he hasn't signed. So <clears throat> I don't see those guys renewing. But look, I know there's been a lot of talk about Arsenal. There's been a lot of lot of this made on um, on Twitter and whatnot. Everyone's up in arms about no incomings. I'm excited personally because I think we've needed this clear out for a while. I think um, you know, um, since the Arsenal days, there's been too many players that have just gotten too comfortable at the club. You know, um, players have just been picking up a check, and we've done so many bad deals in the past. I'm happy that we're moving on from these guys. I'd be concerned if we were going into a new season so thin. But the fact that we're not in any competitions, we've got 17 games left, we're playing a game a week. In some cases, we're playing a game, I think there's a 10-day break looking at the schedule. Um, I know fixtures are going to get moved around and stuff, but for me, the busiest part of the schedule is over. And the players that have left hardly played during that period. You know what I mean? So these guys haven't contributed anything to the way we've been playing recently. So I don't think they're going to be a big miss, to be honest. I mean, listen... An injury crisis might happen, but you can't plan for that. You can't predict that sort of stuff. So I'm not too fussed about that. And in terms of like the incomings or the lack thereof, we did pick up two American guys, um, by the way, but they won't be joining till the summer. Um, For me, too many times in the past, we've gone after average players and we've given them bad contracts, you know, and we've been stuck with them. So I would rather us... If we can't get the guy, we did try for some loans. I see Riyad shaking his head there. We try to get Melo. Americans must um, be on some big money too, right? <laughs> hey? These Americans must be on some big money. Well, Average players and big contracts. Well, I mean, yeah, they were they were low uh, low risk deals, really, both those guys, you know. So um, we did try to get Melo from Juventus on loan. That didn't work out. Um, you know, we were linked with a couple of other players as well. Were there any truth to the, um, was it Morata, I believe? Morata, I don't think so. That's, uh, I don't think so. That, that was a bit of a flash in the pan. I, I didn't hear anything too solid about that. Vlahovic yeah, was obviously a big target of ours. Kind of ones. Those are the kind of ones. So Vlahovic obviously is one that Arsenal went for and, and, and his, his quality is up there with, yeah. You know, in terms of the way he plays, like Haaland, young. He would have been a difference maker. That's the type of signing I would have liked to see. But but wait, there's blood in the water. Arsenal had a genuine and had a genuine chance of making top four. Okay, so so this is a good point. I'm glad you brought this up because I want to ask you, how does that change? Because we haven't weakened our squad. We've got dinner, yes, but we haven't that's, weakened that, by any means because the guys who have... Squad, bro. That, that, that's, that's, that's how it goes. So as much as you're saying we haven't weakened, in, in a couple of weeks' time, there's one, two injuries or whatever, right? Up front and you're playing, starting Indian Ketia, like Indian Ketia is just not up to it. Or Lacazette. If we had a, a better striker than Lacazette. Okay. I, think, I, think, I think you made that comment against Burnley to say, and Laka's finishing wasn't good. If we had a better striker up front, yeah. we would have finished him off. Yeah. So getting someone like Morata or whoever it may be to come in and loan for six months, because there were options in the market for the six months, that could that could be the difference between making the top four or not. But here's and the I thing, think... Rods. Here's the thing, right? Um, if Laka had to get injured, even if we had Oba, 
the way things have been, and Ketia would start, and he has started, right? So Oba wouldn't be in even then. I can tell you that uh, now. I've got no issue with Oba going. No, no, I'm just my saying, I'm just saying, in terms of the actual players that went out, right? Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, right? If Shako or Party get injured, Al Naini's probably coming. Actually, Sambi's coming in first, then probably Al Naini, then Maitland, Niles, right? Kalasanach, you got Tierney, you got Tavares, then you got Kalasanach. I'm breaking down, every, this is all the guys that went out. Chambers is the fifth choice centre back. He's hardly played this year. So, my point is, these guys have, haven't got any minutes this season, even though. The squad is thinner. These guys have contributed literally nothing, bro. Like, Orba scored a few goals early on. But these yeah, other so guys... So, it, it, for me, with 17 games left, one competition, I don't see how we've weakened. Honestly, I don't. You, you're 100% weakened. Particularly... Uh, so, you, you've gone through the whole squad and I'm focusing mainly on incomings. And the one player where you've 100% weakened, and obviously there's a relationship breakdown, is a Bomian. Because before the incident, he, was play, he played the most minutes at your club. Regardless yeah. of how many goals, so, so and 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 now you don't have that person to replace him, replace those minutes. You've just got he wasn't playing recently, so, though, Rods. Is my point. Obas hardly played in the last two months when when we've been challenging since, for only top since four. His incident. Only, only since his incident, right? But even but if you look at his was... form all year, he's been a, he's been a passenger, bro. He's been an absolute passenger. He's actually the games he has played probably hurt us more. To be quite honest with you, that's how bad he was. He was a passenger. So I, I I don't think we're gonna miss him at all, bro. Like I really don't. You know what I mean? Like he's replaceable. Especially the you, you're thinking of Oba banging in thirty goals a season. That's not the Oba that's been there this year. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Look, but I think the feeling was that he that player is still there. Nah. The, the feeling was there amongst two, not Arsenal fans, bro. No Arsenal he, fans, he, I know. No, he might. He might. No, he might. I'm not saying that. He might go there and kill it, and, but he and, wasn't and anymore for us. There. That's all that I'm. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, you know. That's the point, though. He goes. He goes to Barcelona, and he starts scoring week in week out. He like, well, this player was always there. Nah, nah, okay. not okay. anymore. It's a, think, it's situational, yeah. bro. So you can't say that. It's it's, it's not how it works. It it's wasn't working works. at us. I agree with the way it might go somewhere yeah. else, and and it works there. But it's 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 different, bro. It's I, not the same thing. I think for if me. I analyze the situation and just to chime in, Aubameyang's time at Arsenal is up. Mm-hmm. Players reach their crescendo, and this is his moment. He hasn't looked like the player he was from the start of the season, to be honest with you. You could say since last season, since he signed his big deal, you could almost almost, say it's been downhill from there. From there, it's as if he took the foot off the pedal and Mm. so forth. Or maybe he doesn't actually enjoy the position he's playing at Arsenal altogether and he's not the nine. Having said that, I think the players that Arsenal have gotten rid of, I would not lose any sleep if that was Liverpool and we were getting... uh, Callum Chambers has played one game all year, maybe two. Yeah. Kalasniak, I had actually forgotten that guy was there. That's how long it's been since he's played. So, I think I said it. I'd rather you play. I'm sure you must have some under-23 players there that can probably push the boundary. Some youngsters coming through. But honestly, those players that were signed, Kalasniak, um, Chambers, they have not lived up to their billing. And good on Arsenal for getting rid of them. You are light. You are definitely light, mm. irrespective of Obama's form. You've still been light for two months in the striking department. Lacazette is very injury prone, and if you're if you're relying on Ketier, I would agree mm-hmm. with Rods that you should have got someone in there just as a. You guys are forgetting one thing. Be. Can I just say one thing? There's another guy that has played striker and has played it really well, if need be, and that's Gabby Martinelli, who's probably going to end up being a number nine. So if you look at it from that perspective, yeah. you've got three guys that can operate that in can that operate. position. 
You know what I mean? So, so, so how many guys so, do we Harry Spurs have only got Kane. Yeah. Oh, look and, and Pulisovsky who's, who's come in. Yeah. And, and but I mean and that's that's, that's all they've really had. One recognized striker. So uh, there's too much being made of it in my opinion, really. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I think there's a lot in it, bro, because I think for me it's it's a signal and players look for excuses and you give them an excuse to say, look, it's a signal from the club where, you know, top four is not a priority and we're, and, and no. we're, happy, to, no. we're happy to get top six. I think no. I think this is a signal from no, Edu no. and I'll tell look. you what it's a signal for, in my opinion, Rods. It's a signal that we're clearing wages now. We're getting rid of whatever we can. And in the summer, it's going to be a big summer for us. That's what we're exactly. all expecting. So and if that doesn't happen, then the fans are going to really be up in arms. You know what I mean? Because we've gotten rid of a lot of wages. But, but you could have pushed for some talent to come in there Ooh. to help you in that battle. But who? There's, there's players, there's we players. tried for players, all right? You actually like we didn't. We tried for Vlahovic. We tried for Melo. Those were the two, those were two signings that would have actually made a difference. Those were difficult, difficult signings. Quality so players. Got players across. So Usman Dembele is one, right? Nah. Who's, who's, who's a, a, a massive talent. Nah, he wouldn't have come and, in and started and, 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 nah. and, and coming And coming in on, uh, uh, as a loan, there's someone. Morata, you spoke about Morata, right? <sighs> What's, what's wrong with him coming in as a loan? We've you seen him me, in the Premier League, bro. We've seen him. I will be pulling my hair out. If I had Morata up top, bro, I would be pulling my... I don't want to see Morata near my club, bro. No way. But you is a better player? I'll honestly tell you, I'd rather have Eddie than Morata. I'm not even I'm not even shitting you, bro. There were lots of deals to be made. And there have been lots of deals made. There's been strikers that have moved as well. You see, even Burnley have brought in a big striker. Um, yeah. from from the Bundesliga, <laughs> yeah, and and he's you know he's had a slow start to this season, but he scored almost twenty goals last year. Um, there's and there's players there. Yeah, that you look at, you got a good relationship with, with um, Real Madrid, right? Yeah, there's a striker there that hasn't played for a long time, and he's highly highly rated. So, Luka well, Jovic, uh, something happened with right? Jovic. We were in talks with him. I don't know what happened. What happened with so, that so, deal? I mean, something happened. Why not push your player like that? There, there are players and there are strikers that are clubs that are not playing. So you know, it's not it's not as simple as saying who. Oh, there are things, and I think Arsenal, Arsenal had an opportunity, and for me, I think they they're bowing themselves out of the top four battle. Honestly, I think I, I look. I'll put it. We, we can talk about our just becoming the Arsenal podcast this evening, ladies and gentlemen. And we will get to the other conversations. But I will say this: I think you're being very harsh. I think January is a challenging time to try, sign the right players, um, yeah. and it might be a good segue to explain. But am I being harsh, bro? Because if you look at it, right, and we said two months since Aubameyang has uh, um, has played and, and played well, or hasn't played well the whole year. Arsenal haven't scored a goal in January. But they've only scored one goal in January. Yeah, I mean, but this is this is another, this is a, another thing that's baffling me, right? Because I, I, we're challenging for top four, sure. We didn't bring anyone in. Neither did West Ham. Neither did Man United. Spurs got two guys that, uh, let's be honest, like they were no one's top targets either, right? Yeah. Players, no January, one's brought, guys, it's a January, tough window. But why is there so is much focus on Arsenal when no one else did this? No, West Ham, there's been similar criticism from West Ham. You can't and sign anybody in January. Yeah. One, you're going to pay overs, yeah. and two, you're probably going to be held to ransom with whoever you're signing. If the contract it's a gamble. Right, it's not happening. It's a massive gamble. So, it's a big January gamble. Yeah. January, there have been so right, many low look over the years. Look over the years. In January, very few deals really happen in January. They've Compared to the summer, it is a completely different window to operate in. 
You're talking about clubs in Champions League. They're now going to come to a club that's in Europe, not in Europe at all. You're gonna what? You're gonna sign a Champions League potential striker. He's not going to give that up to come play in a club. That, there's a lot of permutations for me. That no, you you, you go for players who can assist you in this time because you don't have, like I'm saying. I'll I'll be looking for if I was Arsenal and Arteta, I'll be looking to say we need bodies in, we, and and they can come in on loan. And I'll be pushing the loan market because that's what a lot of the clubs did. Well, let's a see. Lot of time time will tell. Market. Time will tell, I guess. You know what I mean? We may get caught out and people yeah. will look back at this window and say, and, you should have done that. Or the criticism, the criticism is hard on Arsenal and West Ham. West Ham have got similar because everybody expected United to be in the top four. Mm. And the fact that they've had such a poor run means there's blood in the water and open up opportunity for others to, to now say, hang on. We can get there, mm. and it's why that it's why the criticism is such that there's a chance for you, and you're not taking it. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we will wait and see. So, if I shift gears and see one of the deals that came a bit out of left field was obviously the the Tottenham, Liverpool, and and um, what is the guy's name? Bloody hell, I forgot Louis. his name. <laughs> Refresh Louis my memory. Diaz. Is it Luis Diaz? No, I genuinely Diaz, forgot yeah. his name. Yeah. I almost call him Luis Suarez for a second. Uh, he's made a big impression on Carlos. <laughs> <that's for sure. laughs> okay, so a bit What's of. Name, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, a young a young talent in the prime, probably a perfect Liverpool player to be fair, and someone that Klopp has touted for a very long time. If you guys know the backstory, Spurs obviously came in to try and sign him in the window. Liverpool were always making him the number one target in June, and I guess their hands were forced. Honestly, you know, I've seen bits and parts of him probably in the games we've played. What do you make of the signing? Um, and do you think it's a, a step in the right direction for Liverpool? Uh, I suppose it's a surprise signing because there hasn't been a lot of movement in the past with Liverpool and transfers. So, um, obviously, Spurs forced their hand because it's a player that they've been watching. And they were like, well, um, he fits our system. We've got a big, ch- we've got a big risk of losing any one of our three forward, forwards who come into the last 12 months of the deal at the end of the season. So I think it's contingency plan puts pressure on, on, on Mane and Salah to say, well, if you don't sign a contract with us, we've got someone here, we've got an option. So I think it's, it's smart, but um, in terms of bringing in that body in the deal and the, and the potential there, but I, I can't make a comment. I don't, like I said earlier, I don't know anything about this Luis Diaz. Um, and if anyone, anyone is telling me they do know a lot about him, I'm going to call bullshit on it, honestly. But anyway, yeah. Look, what, what do you think, Wade? I'm the same as you. If there's anyone that would have known about him, I thought it would have been you because you follow Norwich podcasts and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I thought, so, yeah, no, definitely I thought you'd have a handle on the Portuguese league, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I do know he's been touted as one of the best players in the Portuguese league. Yeah, yeah um, he has. His, his numbers, numbers are, are pretty fairly good. impressive. He's got a, a lot of, I mean, he doesn't have the money in Salah type. Well, forget Salah, but he hasn't. He doesn't have the money type numbers in terms yet. of um, yet. But um, what's he? Twenty five. Only twenty five. Um, the same. The same age we signed Mane and Salah. Mm. Yeah, he's twenty five. I think he's had a forty or forty shots in the league and six goals, uh, something along along that line. It's a decent return. Runs with the ball. Runs at players. Um, high energy. So I mean. Those, these are things we've been hearing, but I haven't seen. So, like Colonel said, sounds like a Liverpool player. Yeah. But so did Minamino. He sounded like a Liverpool player. 
Yeah, so oh, do, hang on, hang on. Don't good. compare the signing of Minamino. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think. No, but why not? Because we didn't complete. know anything about those players. Hang on, and hang on, so, hang so on. I... This Luis Diaz, one thing. I, okay, so I did do some investigating after we were tied with him, like I do with every player. Minamino was playing in a bloody. What league was that exactly? He's playing for Salzburg, wasn't Salzburg. he? Salzburg, yeah. yeah. Champions League club. Yeah, who, Champions who, League, but uh, let's... That, is, that, is that not who Liverpool playing now in the... And in, we'll in thrash the them. Summer? That'll be the end of them if we do play them. Having said that, I think where Minamino comes in for 7 million, that's a totally different deal. This is a 50 million pretty much dollar signing we've signing. made. This, this is, is a, a signing we've signing. made as a clear intent and a clear message to, as you said, probably those front three to say, well, you got to make a decision where you want to be, and that's probably across the board. I think this is more touted towards, personally. The way I see things playing out at Liverpool is Salah will be offered a contract, not what he's asking for. There will be a middle ground. He would either have to accept that or he will be let go, I think. Um, yeah. But I think the ones that are truly under pressure is Mane first and probably Bobby close to second. I think in that order is probably what this signing is talking about. But this is a perfect Klopp signing in the sense of what he's looking for. This guy's faster than all three of them um, and is in the prime of where he goes to that next level. So, interesting signing. So, Will it be? I don't so know don't, much about so him in the, in the greatest scheme. But definitely not a Minamino type of signing. But I can compare him to Keita then because, I mean, that was a big signing. I think it's more... A... Yeah, I do. I think it's more on yeah. the expectation on him. Keita was brought in to be that general in our midfield. Unfortunately, injuries have blighted his entire Liverpool career. And he'll probably, I'd be, I'd be thinking he'd be one that probably gets let go. It's now four seasons for Cater. I looked at his total numbers. He's played 92 games in four years. Mind you, half of those games are probably a substitute. Um, so he's really now, for $50 million price tag, so much potential. I think Cater's time is, 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 is drawing to an end. And to be honest, there's probably a number of Liverpool players. People like Ox are on probably thin ice at the club. Minamino, Origi. I think Milner's time is, is close, but they do want him to go in a management role. Um, or he might go back for a year to Leeds, something like that. Joe Gomez is gone. Um, where's he gone? Origi. No, I'm saying, I'm, in terms of those that are coming through, uh, time is up. Oh, I t- it's an interesting one with Gomez. I do want to see how that plays out because he's still young, but he hasn't been the same since his injuries. Whether Klopp has lost faith completely in him will be something we'll know in the summer. Obviously, they, you know, they're not going to sell eight or nine players. There's probably about always going to be about maybe two to three squad players, Ox, Caters, those guys, that might yeah. get let go. It'll be interesting to see. But Lewis Diaz, look, like I said, I don't know a lot. Just read a lot. Great potential. Everyone talking him up. Will he produce? We'll find out. The English League seems to be a perfect uh, exponent for him to come into. So it's an interesting signing, but we'll and, see how it plays. And the, there was another deal that fell through, right? There was, yes, was it Cavalio from Fulham. So do you yeah. guys, have you heard about this? Uh, so this is supposed to be another highly talented youngster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have heard about, about it without watching him. Mm-hmm. So I had heard before and, and I did, didn't know. I think he's in his last six months. Yeah, his contract's his up contract at the end of the year. Group. Liverpool basically um, try to be clever and offer a deal now so that they don't have to go through the tribunal when he becomes a free agent. I didn't know that's how it works, but when they become a free agent, I think under a certain age particularly, the tribunal then decides what the fee is and that can ultimately drag on for a period of time. So apparently it happened with Harvey Elliott when we signed him. It took six mm. months for them to establish the fee. 
Um, yeah. So it can really but, drag. But it also, also opens the door to other competition coming in as well. A hundred percent. Well, he's a free agent. He, there's deals everywhere and so forth. So yeah, that did mm-hmm. fall through because it was, it was pretty complicated. But clearly Liverpool are starting to set up and, and look for the, you know, the next generation, if you will, um, of core players to come through. United, not much happening. Raz, did you expect much to happen in the transfer window in, in at this time? No, I think in our technical difficulty pod last week, I said I, I wouldn't expect any movement in there. But I must say, I suppose um, with things that have happened over the last few days with some um, off-the-field drama, um, I think it probably scuppered the move for Jesse Lingard. Um, Jesse Lingard would most likely have been a Newcastle United player. Um, but I think after we've moved on Martial and Amadiallo, um, who could have been ob- viable options to replace um, the off-field player, um, the off-field drama player, um, you know, then I think it, if that had happened a bit earlier, we might have made made a move uh, for someone a, a bit earlier. Um, but yeah, no surprises. I think it, it is what it is. Good to see Donny van der Beek move on. Um, all well, the Wade, actually, that, that... some might argue that United squad is now a lot uh, a lighter. Yeah. Donny van der Beek, yeah. Everton, a couple of the squad yeah. players uh, let go. And, of course, you know, we don't, we're don't we not going to talk about one. it, but what's... Uh, Diallo. Diallo. Well, we, we won't go into the details, but, of course, Greenwood is looking like he's not going to be go playing on. again for United mm. this season. So, mm. Yeah, so, so it's, it's coming. So, United's, United squad is... What, what has happened is... The emergence of Ilanga meant Martial wasn't getting a was wasn't getting a run. Uh, Rashford's been in poor form, and Rashford is is now um, on the bench because of the form of Ilanga, and which meant Martial was even further down the pecking line. Donny van der Beek's been there in two years and and can't get a sniff, so mm. um, he needs to get there. He needs to he Just needs to not play. Good enough, isn't but, it? Well, in we don't system. know because we haven't, as system. fans, we haven't seen him play. I thought we every time saw... I saw him come on, he looked decent to me. Decent. He, he ma- actually made a difference to the to the games when he came on. Yeah, and, and so... the fans see that so he must be really, really bad at training. So um, it'll be good um, to see him play and see whether there's a player there or not. Because with those players that have gone on loan, um, you know, the view didn't, is that sorry, didn't there's Donny no Van options. come from Ajax? I, look, I, when I look at the whole thing and I look at the way Solskjaer had your your team set up, Donny van der Beek came from a team that was extremely front-footed to a, a team that basically sat back and counter-attacked. So this, to me, is purely a system-based uh, yeah, but now, system-based issue but that, for a player. In, but incapable then you, of you changed that argument with Ralph Ragnick. You who, can't even who, fit into Ralph's system either. Who Ralph? I don't, so, even, so, I don't even know what Ralph's system is. So surely yeah, Ralph can chuck him in somewhere, Connell. So that's that another, but that's another thing. I didn't say Ajax were a pressing yeah. team. That's another system altogether. Yeah, yeah, so but, being, yeah. but even so Ralph's his, his maybe, name is meant to be yeah, on the board. He seems like a versatile player. But you know what I mean? He seems like a very versatile player. He's like an eight, what, eight come ten sort of player, would you say, Rad? So yeah, you should so, be able to fit that sort of player in the, somewhere. So so the argument was in the system that was played under Solskjaer, the player that kept Van der Beek out Bruno. was Bruno Fernandes. Mm. You can only have one of them in the team. Mm. And um, and that's why he hasn't played as much. And, and but I mean, even cup games. Play. He was hardly getting a run in cup games. That's, that's what I couldn't understand. You know what I mean? Like... Surely he gets a run in cup games. You know what I mean? Look, uh, what, yeah, like, one, so, manager, so... one manager, you might say, okay, he has a vendetta. Two managers, 
that's not good something enough. Right? There's, mm, there's yeah. clearly something at this level yeah. that's yeah. showing that if he's he not good enough. He manages, yeah. And I, I think there's some concerns about his physicality. Um, I think he's he had he he worked quite hard to put on some muscle, but they, he's been seen as being quite weak off the ball. And not if that comes out in training, um, or the energy levels or whatever may come out in training that we're not privy to, that a coach doesn't want to trust him because you know there's midfield's been a weakness for United, and even in the and everyone can see that, yeah. and even with that that weakness, is not he getting still around. Hasn't so. Got yeah. Let's see what he does at Everton. Um, it's good to see Amadiallo go on loan to Rangers and score within two minutes of his debut. Um, that's a that's a player to keep an eye on. Nice, uh, a young player who's come, who's highly rated in Italy, so um, he's one for the future. Um, but yeah, United are going to go all out in the in the summer for midfielder. You know, one thing that's really shocked me though is seeing uh, this Henry Alanga kid playing because I remember thinking this year, right? You'll add Cavani, Martial, Rashford, Greenwood. Then you'll add Ronaldo, Sancho. I'm thinking that front line, wow, there's some firepower in that front line, bro. Now I'm watching the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, Alanga? Who the yeah. heck is Henry Alanga? You know what yeah, I mean? I, I just like, I'm scratching my head, right? I said to my missus, what's going on here? <laughs> Who is Henry Alanga, bro? None of them, <laughs> I just couldn't believe I it because old... I was looking at your options up front coming into the season, Rads, and I'm thinking, shit, there's some serious firepower here. But I'm... Henry Alanga? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that, that is the result of Rashford. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> this is FUT FIFA happening right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. It is crazy. Yeah, no, but, yeah, no look. Emergence of a young player who's obviously got talent, who's, who's, who's come up and been more direct, playing with no fear. Um, you know, you, you like to see that. As, as a fan, you want to see young players come in and do well, and he has been doing well. The, on the other end of it, Rashford's been really poor this season. Mm. Really, really poor. Mm. And, and, and that's why um, Elang has got his chance, um, basically because of Rashford and how and poor Martial, he was. Because, who operates on because that left well, side well, Martial had lost his place even before. Um, so even at the back end of last season, he wasn't getting much of, much of a game time. Mm. He'd become second fiddle. So, um, and, you know, so the big disappointment is obviously Greenwood because he was uh, our star boy. You know, he was, um, you know, he, he fought his way ahead of the likes of Rashford and, and Sancho to be the first name on the sheet in their front line, you know. So um, what a what a disaster for for the club, but more so for you know. There's there's, there's no condoning domestic abuse. So whatever comes his way, um, you know, let, let that let that happen. Um, I do feel that he's probably going to get away with it. I think um, the father did a so the girl's father did an interview and, and spoke about the respect and stuff they have for for ridiculous. For, he's for after the bag. He's machine, after the bag. That's what he's after. Yeah. So basically, he came out and said that there was no intent for them to ever release that video. Um, the the girlfriend doesn't want that video out and try to get it down and did take it down. So it kind of makes you think that what a load of she won't gosh. she won't become a complainant and you need to have a complainant for there to be um it'll all go um, away action so i think based on that it'll, it'll go it will go away but it's it's still i, I don't uh, does I think he play for united still, again still, of course he does 
I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. You reckon um, they will? They didn't handle the case well with Giggs. They didn't handle the case well with say Alex. This has got form at United. This sort of uh, stuff that's gone on before. That's a really good point. Uh, Giggs was involved in some crazy that, uh, stuff. Look, I actually have... watched an interview with his brother uh, a while yeah, ago, who he fell out with, and his brother was spilling a lot of beans. Man, Giggs was a yeah, that guy was a yeah, freak so, show. So, I, don't, I don't know if you're talking about having affairs and stuff now and how that plays. I mean, committing a crime is a, is a different thing. And if, I suppose. You know, and yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Everything else is is, yeah. is, is, is is inconsequential. And we've seen examples of where people have committed crimes that the clubs wipe their hands of yeah. them and they mm-hmm. get and they get mm-hmm. their con- contracts torn up. Do you so, see that happening with um, Greenwood? Yeah, so there's already some, some sponsors that have asked for him not to be included or involved in any of their promotion. Um, so See, that, Nike, Nike was one of them. I mean, this, yeah. this will change. Nike this should change his life forever, if you ask me. Yeah, and, and even then, like, what kind of player comes back after that, you know? And, and Could you imagine the um, abuse? His teammates got no respect for him. His teammates are unfollowing him. And, you know, uh, I, I saw Rashford posted something with his girlfriend talking about respect wow. and all the rest of it. So there's a massive. I think that kind of filters through. Yeah. So he'll probably need to have a clean, a clean start. And you know, it's probably be a sad thing in a few years' time if he's playing for uh, a top four rival, banging in the goals because his that talent is not going is always going to be there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the the human side and humanity side is more important. Mm. So I you know we look up to these guys as role models. And we, 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 we expect them to be better because they get so much, you know, they're privileged. public. Yeah, they're privileged, but they get so much training in terms of how to um, behave and what's expected of them. And, and they're we, held to a higher standard. Yeah. They yeah. are. They are. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he, he plays a game for United unless there is, is a massive turnaround. But, yeah, yeah I don't see that happening. Well, shifting gears, guys, I just want to touch on one more club. Of course, Everton, quite active in the transfer window, both from a player's perspective. Probably the two biggest names coming in there was Donny van der Beek and, of course, Deli Ali on a free from Spurs. Deli has been released from his uh, captivity for the last two years at Spurs. But my goodness, did anybody see Frank Lampard being appointed as the manager? Okay. We had a robust discussion with one of our listeners, Moni, about this uh, Frank Lampard chap as a manager. I guess Rudd's and I are pretty clear what we think of him, and we might jump in further. But wait, what do you honestly make of Frank Lampard's, not only the clubs he's managed, but his career choices with what he's selected? Is this a guy that's serious about management or just looking to be back in the limelight? I think it all happened really quickly for Frank. You know what I mean? He had that uh, good season at Derby and then all of a sudden he's at Chelsea. You know what I mean? It's just like it happened too quickly. And then when you get back like how he got back to Chelsea, it was always going to be a fine line once things went wrong, you know, and you saw what happened. They started that season really well, actually. I remember them being close to the top of the table early on. Um, but once it went pear-shaped, I mean, that's it. You know, that that's the life of a Chelsea manager, I guess. I was very shocked with this appointment. Um, I thought Everton needed a little bit of stability um, at this point. You know what I mean? Um, I, I guess they could make the argument that they thought they would get that with Rafa, with his experience. So, you know, perhaps going young 
might change the you know the the pathway of the of the team um i'm very surprised i mean <laughs> you know i thought there was other other candidates that would have been better if everton put their feelers out but we've spoken about some of the choices that the owners have made on the show quite a few times now um so doesn't surprise me it's kind of in line with what they do over there so it doesn't surprise me at all that they've made this appointment but the appointment itself is surprising i like the signing so i have to say i think they've signed two guys with something to prove um i mean delhi we know on his day is uh, can be up there with the best of them he's a he's a very talented player um his head's been out the game at spurs for a while so this could be the kickstart that he needs and donny's obviously been making noise for a while now about his playing time and whatnot so he gets a chance to prove himself and that Everton midfield is nice. I actually like it. You know, Decore, Alan, uh, Gomez, they've got some really good options in there. Now to add Van der Beek and uh, uh, Ali in there, who probably will create a few more chances uh, than those other guys. I really like those two signings if they, you know, live up to the potential that we know they have. But yeah, it's, it's interesting times over there. They've been very active. I mean, Rod, let's look at it really quickly. You know, we spoke about Watford and their never-ending, um, you know, turnstile of managers that they have over there. Everton, including, you know, interim managers since Moyes. That's 11 managers. Uh, to me, you know, obviously a massive rival of Everton being a Liverpool supporter, but a club that kind of thinks they have a direction, but actually has no direction. And even some of their signings, I know you say they quality players on that day. Deli Ali has not been decent for two to three years now. So you're kind of hoping that somebody uncovers that old player. He could be completely... But he's free. But he's free. He's free. No, I get it. I get it. I'm just talking... Free or not, I'm just saying the signings are kind of like exactly that. Oh, Deli Ali's free. Let's go and sign him. Oh, hang on. James Rodriguez was a cheap or free option. Let's go sign him. Is there a path? Is there a vision? Or Everton just throwing darts at a board and appointing managers and signing players? It looks like darts because the thing is, if there was a vision, you'd be expecting that one manager goes out and you get someone with a similar playing style or something else coming in. But it's, you know, from Ancelotti to Benitez to now Lampard, you know, none of these managers play the same type of football. All over the shop, yeah. Um, it is all over the shop. So I think um, that that's that's the one we talk about direction. It's probably why, you know, I, they gave so much power to, to Benitez and they were silly too because they actually got rid of their football director who was actually quite highly regarded in the industry and he hadn't been there for long. Um, so you, you you had a, was it Marcel Brand um, that had come in? So I don't, I think he was there for less than 12 months and uh, Benitez wanted him gone and he was gone and then, month later Benitez is gone so you know that that just shows how poor the leadership is from the top um Mashiri's got money he wants to spend money he's shown intent in terms of um being able to open the purse strings when he needed to they've they've made some big signings I think Lampard will probably look better than he is because the the timing of him coming in aligns to Dominic Cavalluan being fully fit um and he's their biggest threat going forward and goals win you games so I think that's that's something that Benitez didn't have, you know, he was relying on Salomon Rondon and Andros Townsend um, to get him goals. So, you know, he's got, Frank Lampard got a German goal scorer. Um, Everton won't go down, but I think I, I don't rate Frank Lampard. I know, uh, I understand the connection he has to Chelsea and getting the Chelsea job, um, like I did with, you know, Solskjaer getting the United job. 
but I wouldn't expect Solskjaer to get any other job in the league after that. And as I, as I wouldn't expect Lampard to get any other job. Um, you know, it's actually a myth that he did well in his season at, at, at Derby. Um, mm. They had spent significantly to get Weren't promoted. Weren't they to be one and of the promoted teams? They were quite early and he just scraped into the playoffs, finishing in the sixth spot, despite the amount of money they've got. And then you say, oh, but they lost out on the last game. But they shouldn't have been in sixth, you know, with the squad that he was given and the amount of money they spent. So much so that Derby spent beyond their means on and are in turmoil. You know, they could never recover from that. Um, and then, you know, we know what's, what's happened at Chelsea. So I suppose maybe for him, maybe he thinks there's a good manager in there and then he can prove me wrong and others wrong who, who expect that. But he is a darling of the English media. Um, they love him to bits. Well, anyone he's English got is a mates. darling of the English media. Yeah. He's got lots of mates in that industry who talk about how good he is and putting his name forward for the Newcastle job and the Everton job yeah, and the Norwich job and the Ola job. So, you know, I think um, uh, either way, he, he's going to prove somebody wrong. And uh, I, I have a feeling it's not going to be me, but let's see. Look, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I just, I look at his career choices. I look at the, the path he's kind of taken. And yeah, it just it screams to me of someone that just wants to be in the spotlight like he was as a player. I think he's gone into it as Frank Lampard, the player. You know, and I, tongue in cheek, but I felt that whole argument with, with Klopp that season was very strange. You, you know, I know, like, you know, Arteta arced up that game, but there was never, you're an effing this, and you're, Frank Lombard turned and called Klopp an effing dickhead pretty much on the sideline, and went off on a tangent. And kind of weird, I felt like it was something a player in his prime would kind of do, you know? And He knew the cameras on him, did he? Yeah, he probably knew, and this is the thing, that's Frank, you know, super Frank, as the Chelsea fans would have you, have you believe. I just think him as a manager right now is making some poor career choices. And this Everton one is is blighted with more problems than it is yeah. with with um, solutions. So the job he should have gone for to prove that he's he's, he's got some management now to him would have been the Rangers job after Gerard. Mm. You know because Gerard's gone and proved his way and said, "Look, I've won a league. Yeah, I've done well. I've um, I've ended the Celtic dominance um, for more than ten years." Yeah. You know, let Lampard go and say, do something similar and then become more appealing to some of these clubs like Everton going forward. So I think it's a massive game. And that's a, that's, a, uh, that's a great point. You know, Gerard probably choosing that after coming from the juniors at Liverpool to go, let's not kid ourselves. He's probably sat back and gone, Rangers aren't that far off from closing that gap. Yeah. This would be a great way for me to put the name out there and then make mm, that yeah. step to like a, you know, someone in, in the Premier League. Whereas, yeah, yeah Frank's and, gone about it a different way. And it's amazing the fact that Wayne Rooney rejected an approach from Everton there you go. to stay yeah. at Derby. Even he can see this is not it's the right not move. Right. And, I, and obviously, with him, he's got a massive connection to Derby and what they've yeah. done. And it's done remarkable to reduce the gap to, I think, it's eight points. And now they are 21 points deducted from them. So I think he believes he can do something special there. So, so good, good on him. But, uh, Frank Lampard jumped, jumped at the chance to leave Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he'll jump to get back to where he wants to be, which is probably uh, Chelsea, to be fair. Chelsea. <laughs> um, but anyway, a great discussion on the uh, transfer window. We'll definitely see how it all unfolds in the coming five months of the Premier League as we ramp down or ramp up to the top four, the relegation battle, the Champions League, European places, and of course, 
who will be crowned champions at the end of the season. We'll shift over Powered now, of course, by Riverside to our FM. trivia. Yeah, back to the trivia. So, um, <laughs> last week we had a, obviously, like Colonel, Colonel mentioned a technical issue, but uh, the trivia was a bit of a disaster because <laughs> the pundits didn't have a clue. <laughs> so, so it's actually I'm null and void, bar. wasn't it? Didn't we just can't call it off? It is null and void. So, it means that uh, we go back to the, the score still being level at this point, 13 apiece. Um, so, but the, the format, I did like the format in terms of the quick hits, and I think we can like continue it. with that. I do like and that. Given, and, and given that it's a international break, we look at season to date. So, um, you know, some of the season stats and, and who's leading those charts. So um, I think it's one that uh, we, you guys will both be quite comfortable with. So first question, we know that Mohamed Salah and, and, um, and Jota on top of the goal scoring charts just beneath them there's one goal that separates Vardy. Jamie Vardy third position to the 10th position oh, okay. right? all on equal points yeah. who are they Vardy's one and Wade said that first okay. and you get Sadio Mane Mane's one so it's one apiece uh, Dennis two for Connell there's someone else. How many are there? Four. Saint Alan Maximum. Seven. There's seven. Yeah. Oh, um, Antonio. Antonio's in there. That gives three for Connell. Relax, bro. Gee, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to a flyer. Uh, Silva? No. No. No Silva. Is De Bruyne up there? Smith Rowe? No. Smith Rowe? Emil Smith Rowe is, is in, there? in yes. there. How many goals has he scored as a bloody Eight. sub? Mm. Yeah, so so all these guys players we're talking about are, are tied on eight mm. goals. They all tied on eight. Mm. The only one that's on nine is Vardy. Jeez, man, I've drawn a blank completely. There's, there's three more names I'm looking for. Three more. Um, yeah. Mount. Not Mount. Ronaldo. Ronaldo is oh one. Three apiece. We've got two more. Two more names. Both play in white kits. Both play in white. Son? Oh, Son is Harry, no, not Harry Kane. Son, Son is one. We're almost level, aren't we? And, and that wait is ahead. Um, so this is the one to level it. Rafinha. You no, you said there's only seven. There were seven more after the ones you named. Rafinha. So, Rafinha. Rafinha. Is in there as well. <laughs> Get well in, well Hey, you done. came back and I couldn't think. Get there, in. <laughs> yeah. So Wade takes the first question. Bloody hell. All right. Um, nice which which player in the league has made the most passes? Jorginho. No. The most passes? Yeah. Rodri? You're in the right yeah, team. Yeah, no, I'm in the Rodri? right team. Laporte? Silver. No, Diaz. Diaz, not Diaz, but actually Diaz and Rodri are second and third. Oh, so <laughs> there's one player here. Gundogan. Gundogan, no, he hasn't played enough. No, no, and this player's played the most minutes with him as well. Spinato Silva, no, no. can't be Silva. It's not De Bruyne. 
How the hell? Who are we forgetting here? Rodri? Grealish? No, can't be One Grealish. of the best players of the season. I think he's been a stand-up for them. <laughs> Cancelo. That is Cancelo. Which keeper has had the most clean sheets? Edward Edison. Delhi. No, it is Edison. There are two keepers who are just behind him who have had 10 clean sheets. and Ellison. Allison is one, not Mindy. Ramsdale. It is Ramsdale. Wade is killing it today. Which goalkeeper has made the most saves this season? Debravka? No. Nope. Ramsdale. No. Ben Foster? Uh, Jose Sa. No. Uh, Pickford? Not Pickford. Martinez. Not Martinez. Has to be someone near the bottom, surely. It cannot be someone at the top. Maybe. 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 <laughs> um, I can't even remember some keepers' names. Can I just call out the club and tell you, like, then get a point for that? If you don't know the keeper, I'll give you half a point for, for that? that. If you call the Southampton yeah. keeper? No. The Leeds same. keeper? No. <laughs> We're just going to go through every team. That's, his name is Mesley, about Yeah, Mesley, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just can't remember these old names. Mm, oh, shit. It's a well known keeper. You, all, you, you, you both know this keeper. Oh, Tim Crew. It's not Tim Crew. Oh, I thought I had him there. I actually thought I had him. Most shots. He made the most saves. Made the most saves. De Gea. That is David De Gea. Oh, David De Gea. Oh, yes. It is David De Gea, and that tells you a lot that about United's season. What's the mm. score? The, can I get a score update there in this, in this particular round? <laughs> So wait, is that's the first point you've gotten in terms of questions? <laughs> oh my lord! So so uh, Wade's taking the previous four questions. So it's four one, but there's ten questions in this, isn't there? Yes. There okay, four questions. one. Jeez, I'm gonna need um, every answer. <laughs> which keeper has conceded the most goals? Tim Krul. Not Tim Krul. Ben Foster. No. Fuck. To Jordan Pickford. No. Meslia. De Brevka. That is Meslia. Oh. Yes. Boy takes it out. All right, and that, I think the next the next few are a little easier. So I'll get a little easier. Wait, guessed all of them in two seconds. What's he going to get to half yeah. a second? <laughs> all right, who has hit the woodwork the most this season? Oh, in Bournemouth. Arsenal. Arsenal player. I know that answer. Yeah, the Brentford player. Uh, the follow up question is which team has hit it Arsenal. the most? Not Arsenal. Brentford. Not not Brentford. Yeah, right. Aston Villa. City. Who said City? City. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty dog. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got two more, two more to go. It's a dead rubber now, but we'll see how we go. Um, which team has scored the most goals from outside the box? Outside? City? Chelsea. It's Chelsea. <laughs> Are you on Google or something? <laughs> My hands are free, boy. <laughs> all right. We we'll, we'll, we'll need this one. takes all. We get you back into the game. Last goal wins. Right. Who, who has played the most through balls? Which player? De Bruyne. No. Bruno. 
That is good oh my <laughs> you, you have killed me that second. Oh I don't know what's going on. Ask me the answers on a Tuesday night. <laughs> something is happening there. Wow. Wait, those were quick hits. And I'm so happy that they were a lot quicker than they were last week. Jeez. Well, we can actually hear them. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's, that um, helps. Oh, so there you go. Right. So he takes the lead, right? 14-13. But well, then you wipe it 14-13. What was that we do, score? We do go on to... That score was 9-1. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought you were adding the 9 onto my 14. No, no. He's up now. No, he's no. up. Oh, he's what's not, going on here? No, this that is was 9 2 because you got him. You got him bare mouth. Sorry, it's 8 2. 8 2. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So we go on to um, guess the teammate. We know the, we know the rules of this one. I will go through a number of teammates I've played with in my career. Fuck. None of them were international teammates. They're all teammates I've played with at club level. Um, and I'll add a couple extra comments that I'm a Premier League player who was still playing in the Premier League. Cool. Kevin De Bruyne. No. <laughs> Here we go. Alexis Sanchez, Alvaro Negredo, Ander Herrera, Anderson, Angel Di Maria, Anthony Martial, Ashley Cole, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Bratislav Ivanovic, Cesar Espeloqueta, Cristiano Ronaldo, Danny Pereo, Daniel Sturridge, Danny Welbeck, David Luiz, David Silva. I've literally got no one in my mind. Not Cavani, David, David Villa, Demba Ba, Judia Drogba, Eden Hazard, Edu. Yep. You know, Edu. The same Edu. Edu, who's Edu the, seems uh, to pop up every week. <laughs> Edu, who's uh, making moves there at Arsenal, selling players. Eric, Eric Bailly, Eva Bonega, Jeez, man. Fernando Morientes, Fernando Torres. I know this. Stop the shop. Amanda Manich. No, oh, I thought it was. I thought that's the Chelsea player <laughs> yes. I was looking for. Oh, one Mata. It's one yes, matter. He's got it. it He's got it. Oh, actually, <laughs> he ties it up. I forgot he, he was there up. for a second. Where the hell did he Chelsea? play with Edu? At Valencia. Valencia. Jeez. Okay. Wow. Juan Mata. <laughs> yeah. That threw me yeah, off. The one that would have thrown people out is that he also played with Mar- um, Marcelo. And he played in uh, Real Madrid Castello team, the one that plays in the second division. So he played um, the season there. When he started his, his career. I, I, yeah, I picked up the United Chelsea link almost straight away. But yeah, then yeah. I couldn't think of any players. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty easy this week. But uh, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm a United man. So. You'd easily, Edu, Edu, you'd Edu easily forget Juan Mata is actually yeah. there though. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose the only people who know Man, man, who know man United plays better than Man United fans are Liverpool fans. So <laughs> it makes sense. Hilarious. Hey, man. That was like a dad joke, bro. <laughs> hey, honestly. Well, you loved it, Wade. You loved it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it for sure. <laughs> now, there's a guy stealing a wage for the last few years. Huh? When does yeah. his, con- his contract, in, he, does he have a lifetime contract? When does it actually run out? Yeah, so they want him to continue at the club, um, like you say, coaching and stuff, because he's, he's very popular at the club in the background. But he's been in the background um, for about six years. 
<laughs> yeah, so so he he's one that gets. He's been in the background up. since he got there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he gets he signed time like in 2003. <laughs> like this has been there forever. 2014, actually. So he's, he's, like he's had a new contract. He's on good money, and he gets paid good money to be there in the background. But I think he wants to have a season playing before he retires. So I suspect that he'll he'll go at the end of the season and then come back to United in in some form. Yeah. Right. Juan Mata, huh? Interesting player. Yeah, there'll be a few players leaving United at the end of this year. So, Juan Mata will be one. Manny Vidic will be another. Um, likely, obviously, Paul Pogba um, to be leaving as well. Uh, Edison Cavani uh, likely to be leaving as well. Um, so, big Paul summer. Big leave. summer for you guys as well, basically, is what you're Yeah, saying. so United will need to get a, another attacking player in, another striker. Um, well, most definitely now with... with with the situation with Greenwood, um, so it'll be a striker and a midfielder as mm. it's as the priority positions. Yeah, all right. So that's another team in the same in the same market as you, uh, Wadey, looking for those world class strikers. There's not many of them around, huh? Yeah, well, you know that Arteta pull is something else, bro. So let's see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't even know who's going to be the manager at United yet, so let's wait. Yeah. Well, certainly interesting times ahead, ladies and gentlemen. But we, of course, have come to an end of another episode of What the Football Podcast. It's been a pleasure bringing you this episode. And by the time we get back, we would have at least seen some FA Cup action over the weekend. And, of course, the return of the Premier League next week as we wait for all the players to come back from international duty and, of course, some of them holidaying around the world. We thank you for listening to our episode this week. And of course, you can catch us on all our socials at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at What the Football Pod. And don't forget to catch us on all episodes at Apple Podcasts and on Podbean. Until next week, we thank you for your time, and we will see you all again when we return. Mm-hmm.